0: going on everyone i hope um i hope you all had a um a good weekend it's um it's actually tuesday when i'm recording this i just got home and um it's uh the same day as uh the miami open draw for the wta starts um the atp starts a day later so that'll be tomorrow actually um, I think they have qualities to tonight as well. So this is um, going to be a um, thoughts-preview, brackets-preview, kind of. A uh, kind of a breakdown of uh, the quarters and uh, who I think wins uh, eventually. Uh, not a whole lot of picks, uh, but uh, a nice preview i uh decided to not have anything for the qualifiers i feel like it's unnecessary to have an episode um just for the qualifiers but i'll i'll talk about the main draw uh the, the draw is pretty big it's uh it's a 1000 so it's always like this on the top half uh we have a strat with rebakin at the court qu- in the first quarter so it's uh, a bit repetitive now uh in the first quarter uh Rybaki and stratek were together and then in the olds in the, in, the in the Australian open they were together and uh, in the Miami open they were together again so it's uh, it's getting repetitive now and uh like if you wanna ignore for some reason their match in uh, i think Abu Dhabi or dubai whatever it was uh an exo anyway, but technically last year but uh, i'll just count it at this year because um, it, it was like a day after christmas or something so basically this year uh rebukuna beat her in the streets they played again on the ao rebukuna beat her in the streets they played again and then they wills rebukuna beat her in streets so three matches in less than two months and alayna has won all three and uh, you know by the looks of it, they're going to play five times this year, because they're going to play in like two weeks in the BGK Cup, because Poland will play in Kazakhstan. And uh, I don't know, man, it's uh, it's funny. <laughs> like, playing a player five times as a uh, top 10 player, or two top 10 players, it's... um It's fun, because it doesn't happen that often. Like... <laughs> It's generally hard to have five to five head to heads just in general, like uh, on tour, uh, let alone having five head to heads in one like in one year or <laughs> this time in three months. Um, either way, uh, that's kind of uh, interesting. On the bottom half, the number two seed Sabalenka will be playing. She's uh, all the way below, uh, uh, per normal and then uh Maria Sakhar is the the top player uh on the uh, bottom half. Uh and I forgot to mention the bottom player on the top half is uh Kokogov as the 6 seed. I uh, I'm going to go over this quarter by quarter and then I'm going to talk about like my thoughts on each player. Um there is this um concept I have for the Miami Open where Iga is, like, really focused and glazed defender title, like, um, I, uh, I'm not going to say she wasn't glazed and focused and then then he wills, like, I, I, I'm not even saying this as a huge Elena fan, I just think no one on tour, and I'm, like, I'm telling you, no one on tour can out-hit her, like, there's not a single player on tour that has a, um, what do i call it like uh a power that can over like that can over uh, like that can out hit her There's not a single player like there's no fucking way man and you can't really convince me and you know i mean if you think different then you know just agree to disagree like that's fine but um i don't think that, like there's not a single player on tour that can out power elena and it's not like this year this is not a this year's thing or like yeah this is something new this has been for years 2021 and not a single player i believe could outpower her like i think it's kind of hard to realize for most people how hard she hits and uh maybe it's like maybe it's because she doesn't i don't know scream or something i don't know she she never grunts or anything but um dude it's very hard to outpower her and she hits with a power that is like insane. Um, anyway, back to Iga. Uh, you know, maybe she was focused in the news, but uh, maybe Elena is too too good for her. Um, I do have a couple of questions about her injury. How serious is it? Where is it? What is it? Like, I it's, it's, it's very vague. The injury. I think there was something with her back or something. And uh, like how how detrimental is that injury? I have no idea, and I don't know if anyone does. But if we disregard her injury, I guess, and uh, look at her draw, I think her draw path to the fourth round is super easy. Or like she should stroll there. Um, She plays. uh, she has a buy in the first round. She plays Claire Liu or uh Sinyakova in the second round. In the third round, uh, I think I think um oh, let me check. Um I think she plays either uh, uh, Trevisan, uh, uh Hibino, uh, one of those three. And uh, I think she should stroll easily to the fourth round where she'll play BHM or Ostapenko. And uh, there's a bit of a question mark here. I think Toronto was a fluke. The, and I say that as someone that had a bet on uh, Hadad Maya as well. So uh, this is me. This is me like talking uh, logically as well. Uh, I think she uh, she beat her by fluke. And uh, I think if she plays BHM, I think she'll stro- stroll stroll to the quarterfinals easily. However, if she plays Ostapenko, I think there's a question mark there because I do think there is a huge chance Ostapenko beats Shvedek, and uh, the, that's not something to disregard. But in the Miami, like in, in the Miami Open, we have to like talk about not only court conditions but uh, like all around conditions. Miami is super hot; like it's not a, it's way 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 hotter than the New World, and. Um, players like Ostapenko, playing BHM in that weather, I mean, obviously you gotta give an edge, a huge edge to BHM. The last time they played was Cincinnati and I remember that they actually, I think they played in uh, in a night session and uh, the weather was like really good, like, like not even, not even uh, cold but like humid, uh, the kind of weather that uh, fits the Latifi and Ostapenko and uh, she likes those kind of conditions. And, uh, uh, you know, if uh, she plays BHM in a day session, you know, middle of the like middle of the day, I don't know, 30 degrees or something. Like, obviously, it's going to be difficult for her. And um, it's funny because the player that advances, it's either going to be easier or harder for uh, for if, if BHM play, uh, beat Ostapenko, I think Shvedtsev will have an easier time against BHM. If if uh, if Ostapenko beats BHM, I think Shretik will have a tough, tough time against Ostapenko. Um, but that, that's that. Um, otherwise, I have Shretek playing the quarterfinals for sure. And uh, the other side of this quarter one draw has um, Rubakina playing either Kalinskaya or Viki, uh, Viki uh, Kasin Seba the Andorian, uh player that I'm a huge fan of, but I don't think she has the merits at the moment. To beat, like, a, a Toro player, it's not something that uh, has anything to do with, like, her being young and can't, like, have enough power. I think that, uh, I think it's really, really mental here. Um, Kasin has, um, has a huge game. Like, she can, like, t- 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 without a doubt, she can beat Kalinskaya game to game. I just think she stands no chance because the, um... Like the, the, I don't want to say experience, but it truly is experience. Someone like Cullen Skaya, I have a tough time seeing her lose to anyone that's not supposed to beat her. Like, I have a really tough time. And even those days where she does, goes... I, I remember the last time she went down to Ellen Perez and qualifies in since she retired. Like, <laughs> it's it's either she wins or she... I don't know, she's either injured or pretends to be injured or something, but she does not want to lose to players that she's not supposed to lose to. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to rant about Skya, but Callum Sky is a special player. <laughs> like, she has the most funny and unhinged mentality on tour. Um, I don't think anyone, I don't think she herself realizes it. Like uh, it looks like she doesn't give a fuck about the match, but in reality she does. It kind of looks, uh, it looks like rude or something to the outside person. Like uh, she genuinely walks around like on 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 the court like she doesn't give a fuck. And uh, uh, I mean, to her opponent, to the crowd, it looks um, it looks uh, unprofessional. Maybe I don't know. But, uh like that's not her like she doesn't do it with purpose it's just um like her normality i guess I, i'm not going to talk about Kalanskaya anyway um i was saying she'll play either Kalinskaya or Kasintseva and uh, i think she beats either one of them uh and then she'll play either badosa i think most likely will play badosa and the uh, third round i guess yeah in third round and honestly, her form should be too good for Badosa, but I do want to mention I believe again. No one can out her, but these like Not even courts like generally these conditions do, like do not suit her like I remember last year She lost to Pagula like 2-3-3-6 two, three, two, three, three, um, And someone like Badosa has a like with a huge edge even compared to Pagula like uh, uh, also likes these courts, she's a clear quarter as well, uh, she's well acquainted with slow courts, she usually has a huge serve, she usually can handle those backhand uh, backhand rallies against someone like Rubakina. but again, I don't think she can out hit her, but again, I think I, it's a, <laughs> it definitely isn't a 50-50 in terms of who's better, but it is a 50-50 in terms of matchup. And, um, I really think Badosa has the edge, and, um, there is a chance, uh, she gets fortunate enough to beat her, but, um, that's not the case of my prediction, but I I do want to mention it, and, uh, if Rubakina moves through, she'll likely play Kazatskina in the quarterfinals, according to the seeds, uh, I'm sorry, in the the fourth round, and... (laughs) I don't know if um, some of you listening to this remember San Jose, but that was a like that was a fucking shit show. Uh, I think we we're buying a bagel or something, Kazatkina, uh, and then got breadsticked back like twice. At the I remember that day because I had uh, I had some money on Elena and I had money on the over, <laughs> and then this is what happened. <laughs> Let me I need to check out the score. Um, it's, it's really funny to be honest. <laughs> Because uh, I lost money, that's for sure. That's why I remember it so good. Uh, Elena lost uh, 1-6, 2-6. No, 6-1, 2-6, uh, 0-6. <laughs> it's funny because I had money on Elena and the over, and none of them won. But it went to three sets. And I, I mean, losing an over bet on a on a match going to three sets is just fucking awful. Like, it's really tragic. But... I'm not even mad, I'm just laughing, till this day I'm laughing, and that was like half a year ago. Uh, either way, I think this rematch is uh, very different, I don't see Kazatskina being any threat. But I do want to mention the motivation for both Kazatskina and Badosa, like, they're huge. Uh, I don't think anyone realizes this yet, but now, like, uh players like Kunwen, Quinn, uh, Rabakina has zero points basically to defend this year. Like, she has nothing to defend. And she's already ranked 7 in the world. And, um. Well, let me go talk about Rabakina in a sec. But, um. Again, she has nothing to defend. Even on Wimbledon, she'll have nothing to defend. When, you know, when she didn't even get her 2,000 points. And, uh. Let me talk about Elena. The thing is, uh, with uh, Elena, people don't talk about this or even know this. But even before, um, even before, um, I'm sorry, before COVID, I, I genuinely think Rubakina would have been top five. And the thing is COVID absolutely, absolutely ruined it for her. like, uh, and people don't like, uh, either know or talk about this um she was doing like she was reaching finals, semis etc here and there are doing super super well uh already becoming an up and coming star back then and uh that was for that was when i first started becoming like a huge fan and that was like pre-covid and um covid just ruined it for her uh, you know she drastically she dramatically um went down in rankings uh she like from her uh, career high and then uh, Wimbledon came the next year, she won the tournament, she didn't get her 2,000, point, 2000 points. Uh, after that, she didn't get to play the WTA final last year. Uh, like, that's just, like, it's only playing the what, WTA finals, you get, like, 350 points. And who knows, you know, if she won that shit or not. Um, like, uh, those two years absolutely ruined it for her. And uh, a lot of people didn't even talk about her, like, during those years. Even after she won Wimbledon, and especially before that, Uh, I think that's something that is uh, like very, very left out, even now when she won in the finals and the Australian Open, people talk about it as if she's doing this thing now, like as if she's up and coming now, when in reality, she was up and coming years ago, like this is just a replay of what was supposed to happen if COVID didn't happen a couple of years ago, this would have happened, like, uh, at least a year ago. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I think, um, I think I can go into this, uh, or, like, Elena's, uh, Elena's story another time. But uh, I did want to mention that. Anyway, back to, um, fuck, yeah, uh, Quota 1, anyway. And, uh, nevertheless... I mentioned the edges and I mentioned the potential upsets, Ostapenko, Rybakina here uh nevertheless the like uh, the, the the quarter prediction uh final I have is Rybakina versus Stratek and it's a very very um what's, what's it called it's a very very chalk prediction and uh, I'll have one o- one more of these chalk predictions <laughs> on these quarters but the next one are going to be the next ones are going to be more interesting um The second quarter includes uh, Jessica Pagula and uh, Coco Goff as the highest seats. And I think these two potentially won't even play the quarterfinals. I'll go into that in a second. I'll make it simple actually. I think Samsonova and Quinn Wen, both in Coco's path, are way better than Coco. But I I do want to say they can both be genuinely shit honest like, like on a given day they can both be shit and uh samsonova you know she'll either go from or she'll go from playing as uh, like not even serena williams but peak serena williams on a given day or on a given week and then the next week she plays worse than diane parry and i have a super super tough time to understand her like uh, i really do I have, i've had a tough time for years um Meanwhile, like, like is is uh, same shit. Like she's either P uh, Contavit or she's either uh, the current era Contavit. or the current like nowadays Contavit. And uh, I don't know, man. I really can't tell. And I think if we get the former ones, like the good versions of both of them, there is no way Coco beats them. And uh, if she like if 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 they don't show up, bro, I have no idea. And, uh, like fuck it's it's hard man like i'll be breaking this quarter down in mind like uh with a mind that they're all playing at their best level and at their best level i don't think coco has a chance in terms of um the path it's 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 interesting this quarter isn't like the most uh i don't know sexiest quarter or anything like this this isn't like uh, uh a quarter that is the one to watch uh the one to watch is the is, uh, third quarter. I'll go into why. But um, I don't know, man. I think Pagula could either lose to Daniel Collins, she could either lose to Azarenka. And um, I think one of those will play the quarterfinals against Quin and that is what I have actually written down. I have uh, Quinn Wen versus Azarenka, and uh, I think that is a really valid choice in terms of you know market, etc. In terms of betting, it's also the the ones with the like most value in terms of price because I don't think anyone here expects them to play the quarterfinal. So uh, it's like plus one thousand on both of them to just win the quarter. And that is my prediction. The most exciting tournament, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, what the fuck, the, the most exciting quarter, like the most exciting quarter of all of these quarters is definitely quarter three. And there's nothing, that, it's nothing to do with them being the best players, it's just the versatility here is insane, and the like the var- var- variety. We have uh, Sakari, Bencic, Kavirova, Aleksandrova, Vekic, Kalinina, Jabur... All of these are seeded. On top of that, we also have Andrescu, Sonia, Kenan, <laughs> um This is by far the most like uh, craziest stacked quarter uh, that I've seen for uh, months, to be honest. And uh, I mean, Andrescu, Radekanu aren't even seeded. So uh, uh, that might be why. Uh, the only person or player here that has a relatively back uh i'm sorry bottom half uh, quarter path is uh Oz-Jabur. i think her path is, is really easy and I, I still want better but as part of like you can expect her to go kind of far or she should because the, like the the path is really easy for her uh, i'm not going to go into every match but i think she should reach the fourth round easily and if she doesn't i mean that's just her being shit uh which she isn't but uh I mean she should and i still want better because i don't think she wins at all um i think all of the players in the top half trio of the third quarter could easily win i'm sorry could easily go to the quarterfinals however i think uh, the only player that stands out here for me is my favorite lefty from the czech republic petra kvitova and i think with her like um I hate to talk about motivation as being a huge factor here, but um, I think the motivation here does matter. And Kavirava is defending points in the quarterfinal, like you can't forget that. And uh, I have no, I have no problem with backing her for reaching the quarterfinals. And I think if she beats Noskova, she has a huge chance of doing it. I th- actually, if I think, like, let's just say this. If Noskova loses to Petra Kavirova, Kavirova will play the quarterfinals. I'm sure of it. My quarterfinal prediction there is Kavirova and Bencic. Uh, but then again, I'll say this again. This is by far the most crazy stacked and hardest quarter to predict. And I mean, I absolutely love it. I, I think these matches are going to be great. And I uh, can't wait. The 4th and final quarter is, uh, is 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 the easiest quarter to predict, except for one player, I'll mention it in a sec. It's Kreshikova and Sabalenka as the quarter final prediction here, I won't even go into their path, I just think that will happen. I do think Motrova or Vondrusova could easily grab that spot from either of these two players, but as for now, I think uh, Kreshikova and Sabalenka are the two picks I'm going with. Uh, I do want to mention, though, Muchova and Vondroušová are two picks that uh, are two players that could easily replace these two. But other than these four, I don't think anyone else could. I don't have any like. Uh, I'm not scared of Mary Keys. I'm not scared of Boskova. I think these uh, these four players are the only ones that will um, play the quarterfinals. Uh, I, I I don't think I'm wrong there, and uh, you know if I is if I am, <laughs> it's funny, but I mean. I, uh, I I always have these predictions and you know sometimes you can go back to them and you, you know when you're right you'll actually smile and then when you're wrong you'll just laugh. You you're like uh, I have I have no problem with saying something and being sure of it and then being wrong uh, later on. I mean I don't mind that. It. It's just a fun experience I guess. Um But there we go. I mean uh and Sret like Azarenka Quinn Wen Kavirava kreshiko vasabalenka i um i mentioned that the potential um players that could grab those spots instead uh and in terms of value i think players like pagula kokogoff for sure i mean if they scam their way through there i think pagula actually has the or is actually better or could be better than both collins and vika i have like i have no doubt and i say this every single day i mean she's my favorite american player on tour for sure. so i i i hardly um i hardly like or like uh i'm hardly a fan of a team or a player that uh that is shit so um either way i think pagula has a good you know good chance but uh there's just no value in betting her like in terms of betting so that's not going to be for me uh, in terms of betting the quarters i think bencic kovatova cannon etc these these players have huge odds and i think those like like those three could be bettable uh vika collins etc also have a couple of like a tiny bit of value especially vika uh i don't think collins are uh, plus 1000 is good enough you know i'd rather her like plus four plus plus 1500 plus 2000 but uh i think those uh, all of these are good quarter bets. In terms of futures, I uh, I think Sabalenka uh, is a decent future, but that's pretty much it. Uh, Shveatek is also a nice future to have if you're not planning to better during the quarter one path. Um, Rybakina was plus fourteen hundred; she's plus seven fifty now. And, uh, I would say betting on her on, you know, in the plus 1400 range is really nice. Like, it's, uh, definitely worth it. Which is closing in on seven, like, 750. It's, like, uh, sure, it's not awful, but it's, like, for fuck's sake. I mean, she was plus 1400 lost, like, two days ago. And, uh, it fucking sucks to get, uh, it always sucks to get worse the LB. Um, if, uh if if uh, you do want to fade one of these predictions in terms of value in terms of betting value in, in, the, in the fourth quarter I think you could fade my quarter four prediction which is Krishikova and Sabalenka you can fade that by betting on Mochova and Vondrusova uh, other than that I don't like uh, I mean I can't stop you but I wouldn't recommend fading anything uh, from the predictions here I uh, I think quarter two is, is versatile I think quarter two three is versatile so I mean i mean i'm sure you you um i mean you might like something else and that is like super valid i mean i I myself like like other stuff already so there, there's no uh there's no pressure there um but that is it i think that is a that is my uh uh preview of each quarter and i think uh, i did it really good like really fast i wasn't uh I was hoping to do it less than twenty-five minutes, and uh, definitely did it. I don't have anything else to say. To be honest, I do want to say Indian Wells was really fun. Uh, Elena winning it is uh, something that uh, makes me really happy, and uh, I, I I I'm just stoked. Like uh, I think uh, that final, especially that tiebreak. If if you like, if you watched the final, that tiebreak had me in. Uh, a uh, a a ton of stress, I mean like seven five, like uh, seven or five or six set points and uh, an honor sir and yeah I was uh... <laughs> it was a uh, a thrilling final to say the least. Carlitos won the ATP version of the Indian walls. and that is. Uh... Something that is not unexpected, I guess. I don't know if I had a preview posted for the new walls, but if I did, I was—I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. I—I I was talking about Carlitos and Alcaraz being one of the like one of the best players on clay, easily top three, and those courts were so similar to clay, man i mean he could i i kind of watched the first set of the final and then i went to bed i had to get up early in the morning the next day Uh, the way the guy utilizes his drop shots against someone like like a hard quarter like medvedev i mean it was uh it was almost like the perfect matchup final for him i don't think he wanted anyone else to be honest i think he like he knew it would be um it would be a really favorable uh, match matchup for her and uh i uh am not going to talk about people thinking that medvedev could beat him like uh sure but uh like like just the context of the matchup like the conditions the the courts like that they're playing on i it's just impossible to see medvedev like winning a rally forehand to back backhand to forehand against alcaraz at all like there's no way I think Carlitos is also someone that, know um, loves the sunny conditions, and Miami is actually a bit more sunnier than uh, than the New The courts are uh, not as high bouncing, but they're still really slow, and the difference there isn't a ton. Like the the only difference is uh, to your eyes, it might look a bit faster than the New old's. But in reality, is like the reality is they're, they're still really slow. Um, I, I I don't really have uh, much to say about the ATP draw this time. I do want to say again that I think Olcay has the best edge uh, on these cards. and he will always have the best edge on these courts. Um, I haven't really done like I haven't really broken down the ATP draw, and I don't think I want to uh i might have like a couple of bets on the futures there but other than that i I think i'll stick to uh betting a, a tiny bit on the main draw but uh mainly focusing on the wta side um i uh i think i went over the entire uh draw of the wta um along with every single quarter prediction uh, with the quarterfinalists and uh, a bit of reasoning as well too why I think certain players could easily flop and why I think certain players could easily reach the quarterfinals uh, as for the winner I have no idea man and I think I, I, like, as a tennis fan I'll be happy if <laughs> Rebacana gets the sunshine double I'll be fucking... Thrilled, like I will be really happy. Um but I think you know Sabalenka winning, Kreshikova winning, uh Mocheva winning will make me really happy too. Um also I think it'll be really fun to watch defend defender Miami title. I uh, I think there is a concept of player like uh, of people not realizing how good Sweatek is as well. And there's also a set of people that fucking like uh, talks about her like un- endlessly, and that is too that that is annoying as well. But uh like I'm a tennis fan, and there's no way you cannot love her game when she's on like when she's on fire. Like that is really nice to watch. And uh, I do wonder how she comes up because I do want to say even if she beats Rebokina, let's say she they play on the quarterfinal. Let's say my prediction here is, is goes to plan, and let's just, let's just say she beats Rebokina. There is no doubt in my mind that Rebekah will ever, like will forever be better than Iga, and uh, maybe maybe you can call me biased, maybe you can't, but uh, like the, there's a couple of lists you have to check when comparing players, and the things that she's better at than Elena are like do not I don't know like do not matter as much as the things that Rebekah is better than her. I'll I'll say this though I think I would be like personally I'd be um, what's the name I think if she beats uh, uh, Elena and uh, she has uh, uh, an easier final I think uh, she wins the uh, tournament and uh, it will be fun to watch her defend the title. I um. I struggle with it though, I I struggle with seeing her uh, beating Rybakina if they play in the quarter-final. Like the only way she beats Rybakina is if Rybakina doesn't play at her like, at her good level or at her best level, that's the only way and uh, sure that that could happen, I mean she fucking lost to Clara Burrell in the USO and uh, god knows, uh, yeah I was watching that match and uh, let's just say she wasn't (laughs) at her best. And um, I think Iga just have to pray just has to pray that she gets that kind of level again uh, and uh, historically her she hasn't been great here, so uh I, I wouldn't bank on her <laughs> getting a sunshine double yet, but uh I'll say this though there is a chance for <laughs> for sure um. Uh I try kind of try to remember one th- one more thing um Yeah it's my door courses all right I, I have a list here a player that you shouldn't really like uh like they they could easily lose the first round like don't you don't even try to uh What's it called? Don't even try to have a vision of them going far, but these are my like uh, dark horses. Uh, Stormy Sanders or she's now called Hunter I think. She's married. Or uh, yeah, yeah, I think she married like a month ago. I think she's like plus plus uh, plus 60,000 I think or like uh, plus uh... Uh, Let me check. I'm sorry, uh, plus 12,000. I don't know where I got plus 60,000 from. Um, I think she's plus 12,000. No, wait one second. Okay, she's plus 50,000. And uh, she is... uh, For the quarter, I think she's... um, Let me check. She's plus 15,000 for the third quarter. I think those two bets are nice to have. I mean... uh, I personally will have uh, uh, twenty-five pounds on each of them. I think the payout is like four thousand. Uh, I'll have twenty-five pounds on the quarter bet, and um, I uh, think she could easily go far. Like people don't realize how good she is, and the 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 thing is with these floor conditions is actually disfavoring her. So. I guess that's an excuse I can have if she loses quite early. But um I think that's my favorite dark horse. And I'll have a bet on her as well. I uh other than that, I think um as I said, if you want to fade the the kreshikova and Sabalenka predictions, uh, Mochova is plus 1200, uh Vontoruso is plus 1600. Uh those two bets look really good to me and uh that's that's it to be honest uh i i, I feel really good about these um, uh this preview like uh the way it's going to end up hopefully that's not a major like uh, like a huge set jinx <laughs> but, but the, i really like this uh uh, uh these paths for all of the players i mentioned uh the tournament starts tonight and then it's um it ends uh, uh, like the ending was next week on Sunday. I uh, I um, I will be out of town from Thursday to just Saturday. I actually be out of out of the country, but uh, I'll be watching every single match, and uh, I am stoked. Uh, I think Miami isn't my favorite. Uh, One thousand. I've said Madrid is. I've said it like ten, like. At least 10 times on this uh, podcast uh but i'm I'm stoked i didn't get to watch a ton of the indian walls uh, i mentioned it to uh, most of uh, most of the people that asked that uh, i was uh i was out of the country to be honest and uh, i couldn't really pay attention to the, the tennis that week so uh, I'm, I'm stoked to be um to be uh, watching miami open from the scratch because last year was really fun uh, so this year should be even more fun i will have another one uh, not every other day but i will have another ep- episode up on saturday when i get uh, i think i'll be back in stock on them too i'll have another episode up um, uh, it'll be a bit shorter but i'll have uh, a couple of previews Uh, for uh, bets etc again this podcast is mainly for uh, uh, helping people that listen to understand the tour have an easier time in terms of betting uh, the tennis tour and uh, I say this all the time I'm number one a tennis fan number two is a tennis better but uh, uh, combining these two is, is, is a fun thing at times Again, if you have any like questions, you can always DM me on Twitter. I I'm like 99% sure most of the people listening are coming from uh, Twitter. I know some of you aren't because <laughs> I've actually received messages from uh, people tuning into this uh, podcast and saying they're from here, uh, going to Twitter, which is, is super fun. Like that's really cool to me to see people uh, get on my Twitter from this podcast you can always send a voice message if you have any questions uh, on the link above Uh, I'm sorry below and uh, if you could um, uh, do that or DM me if you have any questions that's totally fine Um, and uh, until I think I hate promising but I'm going to uh, give a vague promise Uh, but until the weekend I, uh, I hope to see you then um And that's it for me.